Welcome to the next Amazon Top Seller Podcast. Stay updated with the latest Amazon news and learn the nitty gritty of selling on Amazon through Be Cool's ears of expertise in the Amazon world. I'm Samuel, and I am the host of this podcast, brought to you by the fantastic Amazon experts in Be Cool. Let's start our journey to become the next Amazon top seller. Hello, welcome to the next Amazon top seller. Uh, we got a very special guest today, Jim Cockrum. He's been in the e-commerce space for more than 17 years. He has a large number of courses dedicated to really help Amazon sellers. And he also has a Facebook group called My Silent uh, Team with over 67,000 users, along with a lot of different coaches that he does to help these Amazon sellers. He also has a best-selling book, Silent Sales Machine, that's been read by over a million readers. And he also hosts, by the same name, the Silent Sales Machine podcast. That's one of the top podcasts for e-commerce. And he's an Amazon seller, Amazon mentor and coach. Jim Cockrum, welcome to our show today. Wow, I'm honored. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's truly an honor to be here. Love you guys. Love the tools you produce. And uh, man, excited to be on the podcast. Thank you. That's fantastic, Jim. Uh, today, we're going to be covering over some topics that you're an expert in, uh, such as sourcing, um, especially in the supply crisis in Q4 this year, and also uh, you know some of the courses that's really going to help our audience. Yeah, so um, I'm going to just go right in. Could you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Like, how did you get involved in Amazon? Yeah, you know, it's it's rare that I spend much time talking about myself at the beginning of an interview, so I'll keep it very short and sweet. But basically, the only income that my family has had for over coming up on 20 years now has been e-commerce. Uh, I'm a dad to five kids, married to my best friend, my wife, and for, for over 24 years. And we are living the dream lifestyle of being flexible from home, earning income online. We homeschooled our five kids and we're able to, to take advantage of opportunities that come our way, the flexibility of schedule, the, the freedom of lifestyle, and it's just been a, it's been a huge blessing. So I'm a huge proponent of using the internet creatively to launch and uh -huh. grow multiple income streams. That's been my theme for 20 years now. And we've helped a lot of other people do the same thing along the way. And uh, yeah, so that I just, I got tired of getting up early and going to work every day for someone else, helping someone else grow their dream. And I've mentioned, it's a, you know, a long story, but to keep it very short, I said, you know, I want to do that for, for our family. I want to do that for me. And so, yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, like I said, coming up on 20 years and we, that's what we've been doing. Uh, it's, it'd been done a lot of eBay and eventually got into Amazon, sold all kinds of products, digital goods, services, consulting. And, um, the podcast now is my main point of emphasis at uh, silentgym.com. That's our free podcast. If you want to check that out, we spend a lot of time, most episodes, 98% of the episodes have an Amazon seller theme to them. And that's what I think is going to appeal hopefully most to your audiences to dive into some of those topics and things that we're discovering about Amazon. That, that's really amazing. Like for your family to just sustain from all the income you're generating uh, on you know, e-commerce, having multiple streams of income. And you know, many people are a little bit scared to start their Amazon business. Uh, could you tell us a little bit you know, about the current state of Amazon in this Q4 and you know, what will the future look like? Yeah. You know, anytime anyone prognosticates about the future, take it with a grain of salt. doesn't matter how smart they are or how plugged in they are. I'd say the same thing about myself, but from where I sit, clearly the greatest business opportunity of the past six, seven years has been Amazon. And I would hold that opportunity up to any other era in world history, which I know sounds big. It sounds like I'm maybe exaggerating, but there's been no other time in human history where anyone in the world anywhere could tap into the largest, most successful global business and build their own business off that platform, launching brands, reselling products, and a host of other ways you can earn money on Amazon. You know, I'm not getting into KDP and self-publishing and all of the other, you know, the merch and all those other avenues, but let's just talk about reselling physical products. That opportunity is such low hanging fruit. I, I feel like we're blessed to be alive in the time that we're in because, you know, to put some perspective on it, the internet right now, 
represents in the United States, internet retail represents about 15% of all retail in the US. That means 85% of all retail in the US isn't online. But if you take that 15% that is online and you split it in half, that's Amazon. Amazon is half of all the economic activity online in the US. That's insane. But there's several good things we can draw from that. That means we're just getting started. The game has barely even started and millionaires are being made every day. So yeah, the future looks very bright from where I sit. New shopping habits have been formed by people, you know, because of COVID, it really boosted, it boosted that 10% retail to 15% online right. very rapidly. Nice little spike. And we all saw that and it makes sense, but it's not going back down anytime soon. It's going to continue up. And I, I think we're heading towards a day where we'll see 20, 30, possibly even 40% of all economic activity in developed countries online and Amazon is leading the way uh, in that charge. So the opportunity is massive. It's definitely growing. Like it's continued to grow. And, you know, every single year, 20, 30% growth we're saying overall, but um, it seems like there's a lot of different competitors that are also selling right now. There's over, over 2.5 million sellers. So in this type of um, competitive environment, how, how do people source? How, how can people find products that they could continue to sell and they can make a you know, suitable profit uh, by honest living like that. Sure. Well, you know, the saturation argument falls apart very quickly with me because I've yet to meet the people who are ambitious and determined and follow a system. As, you know, this holds true with the systems we teach. So I need to put that caveat on there. If, if you're spending tens of thousands of dollars on the private label strategy, the failure rate is a little significantly higher. I would say we see it a lot where people get in over their heads. They, they don't do things the right way and they end up with a garage full of stuff they can't sell. We never start new sellers there. We start new sellers with the low hanging fruit models where you may have the perception that there's some saturation happening and you will have to stay creative, but if you're willing to do the work, I'm confident right now myself, you could put me in any grocery store, or any store in the, in the US or anywhere in the world for that matter, that has shelves full of products with barcodes. And within an hour, I'll find between 10 and 30 products that I could be profitably selling on Amazon. Just I, I pulling you... stuff off the shelf and doing a bit of research. And we've taught right. an army of people how to do that. We have thousands of students that we've taught. It's our, we call it our replens model. And saturation isn't an issue because many of these products, for example, I'm selling right alongside 10, 15, 30 other sellers, but I'm sourcing it and selling it at a profit. I don't care how many other sellers there are. There's so many people shopping online and Amazon can't hire enough people to keep their, their store shelves stocked mm -hmm. themselves. They rely very heavily. Over half the transactions online are third-party resellers like us. And none of us are keeping up with the demand. There's all kinds of categories of product, all kinds of products with thousands and thousands of new listings coming on every day that need addressed and need someone to go source the product. So I, I honestly don't see saturation being an issue. I see a bigger potential threat to Amazon being sites like maybe Walmart, for example. But I love that because I can sell there too if I want to, or other competitors that pop up. Wherever the customer's eyeballs are, that's where we want to be too. The platform's irrelevant. It's where are the customers? Let's get in front of them. And the products are literally everywhere. You can find them. You know, it's, that's, it's building a system as the challenge. I was just having this discussion today in one of our groups. People are saying, hey, you know, we're finding random products and just pulling them off the shelf and doing some research and they're profitable. It's crazy. They're everywhere. It's building a system that's the challenge, getting the product into your you know, system, getting it into a box, labeling the box, getting it in, then ordering more when you need more, going to the store and getting more, building a, building a system that works and flows well. That's the challenge. And then monitoring, like with Be Cool, monitoring your prices, making sure you're optimizing them all the time. So it's system work. The challenge isn't finding product. It's running a smooth system. Jim, I, I follow you talking about creating a systems and you, you could have prep and you could also expand your business so you can scale up. But during this Q4 crisis, right, like uh, with the supply chain crisis, um, is there any difference in sourcing right now? Uh, because I, I've heard you mention before in many of your podcasts that, you know, it's completely doable. But what about the current state right now? Uh, yeah, you know, 
the state right now, uh, I'm not a I'm not a fan of supply chains and inflation and prices going up and you can't find product. I mean, it just, you know, as a human, as an American, as a business guy, I want that to be fixed. You know, I want the right people making the right decisions. Let's get these things ironed out and sorted out. But it actually creates a massive opportunity for people who play in the space that we spend a lot of time training in. Because if someone comes to our community brand new and they say, hey, I want to build a business on Amazon. I've heard it's awesome. You know, if they go to YouTube, they're going to get convinced that private label is the way to go. 95% of the people talking about Amazon on YouTube are talking about private label, build a brand. And that's awesome. God bless you. Hope it works out great. But if you're brand new, your odds of success are fairly slim until you learn the rules. So we start people out. And this is a, this is a long way of answering your question about the supply chain. But we start people out with, okay, what's near you? What's on a store shelf right down the road? You can get online right now and have it delivered to your door from Walmart or from another store, Target, whatever happens to be convenient for you. Let's find some $5 and $10 and $20 products that we can turn into $20, $40, $60 in sales very easily. They're everywhere. And the advantage we have is with the supply chain being strained as it is, I know many private label sellers, for example, they just can't get their product. It's, it's stuck on a ship outside of LA somewhere, you know, hoping they drive it around to Florida where they can actually dock and get the stuff brought onto shore. Like that's the story of so many people right now. Well, not with replen sellers, not with, when I say replen, maybe we should define what that is, but basically it's, it's simple online and retail arbitrage systems, but you're buying products that you know you can buy over and over again easily. So if I were to go to the store, get in my car, drive 10 minutes right now to a Walmart or a Target or another Kroger or something like that, an easy, convenient location for retail, I can just pull the stuff off the shelf. Those big boys are much better at getting their stuff stocked. And even though their shelves are 30% empty right now, they're able to get a hold of things. And a lot of those things are very valuable. So those goods, we've got a lot of money chasing too few goods. That means the prices are going up. That means there's actually less risk for us to go buy a physical product. Our worst case scenario is we hold it for a couple months, assuming it doesn't expire, and we sell it for the same thing we bought it for, or maybe slightly more money. The risk bar has been lowered dramatically for those of us who understand how to source local inventory. It's hard to mess it up almost. Is there some uh, criteria that you would suggest people like when they're going out and looking for replants? I, I know that you have a course all about this, uh, but is, is there any tips you could give our audience? Like if they're going out trying to look, looking for a product that they can resell over and over again, and how is that compared to you know, going out there doing OARA and finding some clearance deals? Like how are sure. the two different? Oh, thank, yeah. I love clarifying this and and replans is not simple OARA, online arbitrage retailer. It's not that OARA, like you said, and you can make some decent money. I know people making $100,000, putting $100,000 in the bank, and they just do clearance type shopping. You know, the scavenger hunt almost, the yard sale mentality of just see what I can find today. Sometimes they come home empty handed, sometimes they come home with $2,000 in their car. You just never know. It's not that, it's far more boring than that. You never come home empty-handed and you never come home with a magic find of $2,000 that you weren't expecting. It's every time I go out, I'm spending $1,000 and I'm going to sell it for 3 to 4,000, which means I'm going to make 1,000. And that was my day. You know, it's very predictable and steady. And the types of products, well, I, I would I would start here, Samuel. I would think I would say I I want you to get on Amazon and just type in a few brand names that you're familiar with. Maybe not the biggest stuff that you see on TV, you mm -hmm. know, the commercials and the ads, but one tier under that, the stuff you kind of recognize that used to have commercials or, you know, it competes with the big brands, but even the big brands will do. And I want you to just type in the, that brand name. You don't have to be logged in as a seller. You don't have to have a seller account. I'm talking just pretend you're shopping and type in a brand name. You know, I'm sitting here with a bottle of water, you know, type in the brand name of the water, or even I've got my, my cheat candy here, my Skittles, you know, like I try not to eat many of these, but I do sometimes I guarantee you, you could get on Amazon right now and just type in the word Skittles, not page one, but page two, page three, maybe page four, page five. You're going to see a listing. Let's just use it as an example. And since I got it here close, I didn't plan to do this, man, but like it's six of these bags, 
right? And this is what a dollar fifty bag, maybe let's say to be generous. So nine dollars retail if I were to go grab it. And you'll see this six of these bags as a as a little set selling for twenty seven ninety five. Now the magic happens when you do your research and you determine are people actually paying that, or is it just a listing that's just sitting there because someone's crazy enough to think that people are going to pay twenty seven bucks for six bags of Skittles candy. Right. So you do your research. That's where the magic comes in is getting really good at methodically and very rapidly doing the research required to decide, should I go buy six bags of that candy or maybe 12 bags and send in two sets to sell and see how it goes? It, should I test it? That's where our training comes in is we help you determine what's worth testing and what can you safely ignore. But just so scrolling and visually seeing on the screen you're going to see stuff that jumps out at you like, wow, that looks a little overpriced. One peanut butter and one jelly together for $17.95. Like I could probably make some money with that. And you, you dig in and you see what are my competitors doing? How often is it selling? We teach you what tools to use. Just a couple simple tools that we recommend you use. We, we love Keepa, for example, uh, K-E-E-P-A, because it does a great job of tracking the product rank. And every time the product rank drops, which means the rank improved, right? Because right. closer to being number one. Yeah. So the rank yeah. dropped. That means at least one sale was made. Could have been multiple sales, but at least one sale was made. So if you count the drops over a month, you can get a feel, you can estimate more accurately than some of the really expensive software actually, and estimate about how many times a month that product sells and keep it just costs a few dollars. So it's the, it's the, low budget way to build a serious business. We have replin sellers in our community with three, four, $5 million a year sales businesses running at 20 to 30% margins. Like you can build a real, real business, have a team and have a, you know, I've got an office. My kids go to work there two or three days a week. My mom works there every day. My aunt works there. A few people shopping and sourcing every day. It's a significant business and it's built on that model of just everyday products. Sometimes you have to walk away from them because the competition comes in and, but there's always 30 more products you can go find with a little bit of effort very rapidly. So that's the model that we've used as a baseline model to teach people. And, and that's hitting as fast as I can hit and hopefully get people thinking, wow, I, that doesn't sound that hard to do. And it's not, it's not difficult to find products. So you're talking about like finding these uh, low hanging fruits to get people to start selling. And these, these things could be found uh, right near you locally. Like you don't have to uh, look always for a lot of clearance deals. Uh, and you know, you're always coming back uh, with some products that you can consistently make profits from every time. What, what are some of the ROIs you're expecting? Like if you're, if you're a brand new seller, like when you start, you know, finding these products and then you compare that to, if you're already an established seller, uh, you know, is the criteria is a little bit different when you're going out to source for these products? Well, we like to tell new sellers to look for at least a 40% ROI. Okay. And you know, one of the tools we use, for example, we helped this guy launch his tool. It's called Rev Seller, R-E-V-S-E-L-L-E-R. -E -E There's a few tools out there like that that'll very quickly on the fly. It's like a Chrome plugin in this case. You can pull up any page on Amazon, whether you're logged in as a seller or not. But I'm talking about as a shopper, you're just scrolling through products and it says, you know, put, you, you type in your buy price, like it sells for six bucks at Walmart. Okay. Put in $6 and it tells you, here's your ROI. If you sell at FBM, if you sell at FBA, two different ROIs, depending on the weight and the size, and it tells you, is this, a, so you can determine very quickly, is this a profitable product? And we tell people go for at least 40% ROI. It's not unusual to set your standards at 60, 70 or hundred percent ROI. So you're buying it for 10, selling it for 30. Amazon right. makes their 10 bucks. You get your 10 bucks, bucks back for, for the purchase price. And you've made $10, 100% ROI, right? You put 10 in, you got 20 out. That's about the sweet spot that we like to play in most of the time. Uh, but we've gotten into more expensive items. We have replens that we pay $300 for and they sell for $425. You know, that's not quite 100% ROI. It's a long way from it actually. But there's enough profit. We're making $60, $70 a sale or whatever the numbers are. It's worth doing, right? So we'll do some of those too, because it's not just a matter of ROI. It's, you know, how many dollars am I actually making per transaction? But once you learn the game, that's what we teach people to do. It's really is just a matter of getting out, doing a little bit of research. We've hired virtual assistants. We're actually training an army of virtual assistants right now. And people are snatching them up as fast as we can get them trained 
that do the research. So it really becomes a pretty turnkey operation. You know, that's running around the clock. People are shopping, people are prepping. You know, we have people whose entire operation is set up in their neighborhood. There's no office, there's no warehouse. They got shoppers that are the neighbors down the street and they got preppers that just shop, you know, down the street and they drop stuff off at their house. And if they need supplies, someone's in charge of ordering and supplying the boxes and the, the, you know, the prepping materials. Uh, but there's, so there's no office, everybody's working from home and it's just a well-oiled smooth running machine of sourcing, prepping, researching the products. A virtual assistant in the Philippines can do a lot of the work. That, that, so that's what our community is made up of people who are taking that approach to, to the Amazon opportunity. You have a large number of courses, you know, about all of these different topics, like, you know, doing a prep center, um, sourcing, which course would you suggest, um, let's say a pretty new, uh, seller to start out with. And then why is that? Yeah. Well, I love your question and thanks for giving me a chance to promote a little bit. I'll keep this as short as possible because I know it's sometimes painful to hear people self-promote, <laughs> but the Proven Amazon course is the oldest Amazon course in the industry. It's constantly updated. We have a team of over a hundred of us who contribute to it, either creating content or keeping it updated, adding new information, purging the old. So it's going through many iterations all the time, multiple modules, regardless of what level you're at. So if someone's brand new and they're saying, I kind of want to figure this Amazon thing out. Well, we start you out with Amazon 101 and we talk you through the basics. What's FBA? What's FBM? How do I prep a shipment? You know, the basic stuff. After that, we direct most people into the replans module, which is what we've been talking about here. There's private label content. There's wholesale content. There's multiple ways to use Amazon to make money. We even talk about, hey, you want to start a brand of coffee? There's a module for that. Like we get into multiple different strategies, plus all of our live event video content, that sort of thing. So that's all in, it's almost like a library of courses that once you step in, it's going to grow with you because my philosophy of education, when it comes to e-commerce, you've, you've got to always be learning. We all know that you've got to always be learning new things, but you don't want to learn it all before you get started. And so much of our education system is set up to teach us things just in case we might need them someday. I reject that learning style for the vast majority of things that we need to know in life. Just in time learning makes way more sense than just in case learning. So our course is set up just in time. Next thing you need, you're at this stage, you're ready to make that leap from 50,000 a month to hundred thousand a month. We got a module for that. Here's what it looks like to grow a replens business from 50 to hundred. Here's the decisions you're going to have to make. Here's the software you're going to have to invest in. You're going to have to step out of doing the prep yourself. It's time to hire a prep team. Here's what that looks like. Right. So we're taking you through the process based on the experience of other sellers who've gone before you and shared what they've learned. So it's a beautiful model. And it, it's not out of my head. It's out of a team of successful students. It, it, and so we, we keep getting new content from these incredible leaders in our community who are building great businesses. Those are our content creators and, and our coaches. So these courses, you know, they're divided by, you know, depending on what level uh, of success you have or what you're selling right now, what are, what are the typical, typical different stages for you know, the Amazon seller? Yeah. What, what's well, we, what, what's the different stages? For the replants model usually, specifically, yeah. we've kind of broken it down to your, your zero to $10,000 a month. Right. That's a very similar journey for everybody. Then your 10 to 50,000, very similar journey, 50 to hundred. It's a very similar journey for everybody that goes through that step. And there's certain habits and, and things you're going to have to integrate and there's software you're going to need. So it's a very predictable path where you can look around and you can see people who have, have kind of gone before you. So that, those are kind of the, the delineation marks that we make. And, and the beauty of the replens model is you really can map it out that way. Now, private label is, is not so much. It could be lose, 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 huge win. And then you lose a few more than three wins in a row. And it, you know, it, it's hard to dial that one in because you're creating something new and bringing it to the market. Yes, your margins are going to be better, but your risk and your failure rate and the legal issues and the trademark issues and all these things, you don't have that with the replens model, which is why we're so excited about it right now. Uh, and you can really map out what's life going to look like. Like if I, if you tell me, Jim, I'm going to work hard 20 hours a week, just doing this model, I can tell you about what your life is going to look like a couple months from now and six months from now and a year from now. It's a pretty predictable, stable. It's, we've been teaching this model for a while now. New people come into it all the time. The demand is just increasing 
among consumers and shoppers. You, you can just go to the store and look at stuff that's on the shelf and determine, well, that's a replin. That's a replin. This and mm-hmm. a three pack is a replin. I mean, this, this stuff is everywhere. So what you're saying is with the training, uh, such as in the replin course, you start becoming um, very active and you know, once you go into the store, whether this is going to make money for you or not. And then yes. um, at the different stages, like you can expect uh, you know, you, you'll learn different things when you're at different stages to really help you get to the next level for people who've already done it before you, who's facing yes. the same issues. Uh, and you have like uh, experts, they're coaching you. What about the people who have not had the level of success that they hope to do? What's your suggestion for them? You know, people who who tried just hasn't worked out for them. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty unusual for someone to follow the strategy we teach and if they're doing it with diligence to fail because think think of it just think of a real life illustration as we go through this if you're going out and you're doing your research and you know this product sells 100 times a month and there's five other sellers that means they're each getting about 20 sales a month and i'm going to step in so now we're each getting about 18 sales 17 sales a month or so right so there's six of us in there your worst case scenario is another seller comes in and tanks the price. Well, you, so you liquidate that product. Maybe you lose a dollar or $5 or whatever on that product, but you go find another product. That, that hurdle you have to get over is realizing that products are everywhere and getting good at finding them. Once you're good at that, everything else is just procedural. So if someone's failing, it's because they're not following procedure. Maybe they're not repri- using a good repricer. They're trying to manually reprice all their products from 10 p.m. till two in the morning every day and it's wearing them out. Hey, you need to get Be Cool plugged in, right? Like it's Thank time you. to get a repricer. <laughs> or maybe they're trying to do all the prep and shipping themselves, even though they're at the you know $50,000 a month level. Like, no, you can pay someone $12 an hour to prep your products for you and send them in. Run a business. So typically it's they've tripped up on the process somewhere. They're not good at building systems. They haven't paid attention to the system aspect of it because it's not the opportunity that's the trouble. It's the system that they've built. And one thing I want to point out too, Samuel, is when you talk about kind of the progression up the line, you very easily transition into from replens into wholesale and into private label, because you'll see some of these products that you're selling and they're just flying as fast as you can get your hands on them. And you think to yourself, there's no name brand associated with this product. People are buying this category of product. It's just really a hot product. I want to either white label this product and get it on my own brand or improve it somehow or create my own labeled bundle of this product. And many people, a private label is as simple as creating a bundle, right? Under their own brand name, which is now possible to do. Mm -hmm. You can register your own brand name and sell. One of the good examples I like to give is someone who creates a snack pack, right? And I could say Jim's snack pack. And I could put a bag of Skittles in there and I could put my favorite bottle of water in there and whatever else I got sitting on my desk right now on this pin, right? And it's Jim's snack pack. No one else can copy that. And you may say, wait, Jim, other people can get easily buy that pin and that snack and that water and, and, and copy your bundle. Can't they? Well, no, not if I've got it under my own brand name in a box that has my name on it. They can't. And I can do that. I can. So you can very easily transition into low-hanging fruit private label opportunities that can take off. And some of these snack packs are actually a great example. Some people have built incredible businesses around easily sourced product. They didn't go and invent anything new, but it, you have to know the basics first. Right. You have to step in and learn those basics first, and then you can go anywhere with it. We have people, they started off and built a successful Amazon business, and now they just consult. They consult other businesses how to get on Amazon and get paid well to do it. It's a valuable skill set in the marketplace where you can find all kinds of opportunity. Yeah, you don't have to uh, reinvent the wheel. Um, that's been proven over and over again. Uh, and um, you know, you're right. You 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 build, and you know, this is for our audience uh, who you might have some issue uh, continuing to go out to get inventory because that's a big issue for many of our audience. So you need to have a system. You need to have products that can consistently that you're able to replenish. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's why it's important to learn from somebody who's already done it, who continues to do it, who's actually a seller who's doing it right now over and over again. And there's a lot of people who have a level of success. Now, um, Jim, this question's for you. Like, I know you got five kids. 
um, and the oldest one might be almost 20 years old. If you can tell them, you know, give them some advice uh, for right now um, about the Amazon business, you know, what would that be? What would you what would you tell your uh, to your own family members? Yeah, well, you know, my oldest is actually 24. My and my my second youngest then is 21. My second oldest. Uh, and he's actually built an incredible e-commerce business of his own. I oh, wow. encouraged him in the direction of Amazon, but he understands the basics. And it, something I like to, I love your question, but if I could just reframe it a little bit, it's not so much Amazon that I'm excited about. Although right now I am excited because there's opportunity for people to, to build a business there, but it's the way the internet has changed the game where any of us can test as many ideas as we want for virtually no cost until something works. And something starts to resonate and an and audience gathers and now we've got a product and a viable service we can sell. The old rules of business no longer apply when it meant spending tons of money and years and business plans and mm -hmm. sponsors and you know a, a building and a marketing team and legal. You just don't need all that now. You can test ideas. So for example, my my 21-year-old has a, you know, he just passed a million dollars in sales in his own oh, consulting wow. agency, right? It, and it has nothing to do with Amazon. So don't limit your thinking to just Amazon. But I'm saying if you're new and you're not sure what you have to offer the world, man, you can build something beautiful right on Amazon. Get your confidence, get that momentum, get your multiple streams going. But you know, two of my kids were today, they spent the day at the warehouse helping prep and pack two of my younger ones, you know, get products ready to ship out. Um, it, you can create a real family opportunity around it. So I guess my bigger message to families or young people is I would say learning how to make money online is one of the most valuable and important skills you can learn that entrepreneurial spirit. And it's no matter what else you go and do with your life, I'm not telling people not to go to college, but if you, even if you do, I'm not telling people not to get a job, but even if you do, I'm not telling people not to pursue your passion, but even if you do start a business online and let that become something that supports whatever else it is you're doing with your life, because a few hours a week can turn into something simply incredible. And I can tell you story after story from our community of people who only had a few hours a week, you know, single moms with multiple kids, busy homeschool moms with, you know, struggling, like, how am I going to take care of all these kids? building incredible businesses and becoming leaders in our community and teaching other people how to do the internet, you how to use the internet to launch and grow businesses. So, so don't ignore this incredible gift, this tool that's been given to our generation. Uh, it's, a, it's greatest function is relationships and business. If, if you were to, um, you know, advise somebody starting an Amazon business or online business right now, what would your advice be for them? Like right, right this moment. Yeah. And in, in Q4. Yeah, you know, I, I shy away from, and I'm one of these guys who rarely accepts the premise of any question. It's nothing against you, man. It's just how my mind works. But you know, I, I would want to tell you, no matter who you are, where you are, what education you have, what economic background you have, what disabilities or advantages you think you may or may not have, the region you live in, there are unique advantages to all of it, and and disadvantages too, possibly. But let's set those aside and focus on the advantages. Let's focus on the things, the strengths. I'll give you an example. There's a gentleman who came through our coaching program. He's named Barrington. He, about 15 years ago, he came through our coaching program. He lives in Jamaica. If those of you not familiar with Jamaica, the economic opportunities in Jamaica are one, you work for the government and a utility company of some kind, or you work in tourism, or you're dirt poor. <laughs> That's it. Like Those are your three options, basically, You know, with rare exceptions. So he comes in our coaching program and his highest aspiration is something his family was encouraging him into the utilities. And that, that was the career path he was on. But so he said, Hey, you know, look around on the Island, go into some stores, find some products that you see on the shelves that aren't on amazon.com in the U S to see what you can find. Mm -hmm. So he grabbed a few bags of coffee. They weren't on the shelves in the United States. They were only in Jamaica, predominantly hard to find in the U S he sent a few in, they sold instantly. So he cleared the shelf. They sold instantly. So he went to the manufacturer on the island, the farmer, and he, and he bought as many as he could, sent them in. They would sell instantly. Pretty soon he got called in to that, that manufacturer, the farmer who made the coffee. And they said, you're our number one customer. You're buying more coffee than anybody. What are you doing? And he called me all nervous. He said, Jim, they're, they're wanting to know how I'm selling all the coffee. What should I tell them? And so we had a great conversation. I said, tell them you just want to keep doing what you're doing, but, and then you'll tell them. 
And they agreed. And he said, I'm selling on Amazon. And they said, will you please keep doing that? And we, by the way, we've got several other you know, coffee brands on the island that want to talk to you too, because you're famous now. And now he's the coffee king of Jamaica, right? Wow. Jump forward a few years. So the area of the world you live in, the people you know, the connections you have, that gives you unique responsibility, uh, unique uh, opportunities and possibilities. So there's not a one cookie cut path that I would send you down. Your question was, if I'm new, what would you tell me? I would say, take advantage of the connections, your positioning, the people you know. And if all else fails, or if you just want to do a predictable model, man, replens, we've got people all over the world. Joseph, he's a, he's a coach on our team and a leader on our team, creates content for us. He lives in Slovakia. And if you didn't know it, find Slovakia real fast on the globe. I had to look for a while, but there's no Amazon there, just as a little hint. And no one's heard of Amazon there, but he sells, has a functioning, thriving business selling on Amazon in the United States using the replens model. He has he shops online. His stuff is prepped using a prep partner in the United States. He has sourcers and shoppers, his whole team. So he never sees his product. The product never goes to his house in Slovakia. It stays in the US the whole time, but he's sourcing and prepping and sending it into Amazon, all FBA. And it's a beautiful business model. So it doesn't matter where you live. If you're willing to be a little creative, take advantage of some, the, maybe the contacts and relationships you have, or just start with the basic, simple replens model and, and see where it grows. There's just, uh, it's such a low bar to entry right now for people willing to do the work. You're saying the replens model, you can actually even do that if you're overseas. Like yes. that, that's definitely a, a question for, you know, that, that I want to know too. Like if yeah. I am based... You know, not in the United States. How am I able to still sell replens when I'm not there physically? You know, the to, to only, get the replens. The only difference between you being there in Taiwan and me being here, you know, a mile from the Walmart where I'm going to shop is you've got to have someone else do the shopping. And once okay. they've done the shopping, someone else does the prepping. But that's exactly what I do all day, every day. If you think about it, I don't go do the shopping. I don't go do the prepping. I could go anywhere in the world and still run this business right? As long as you got someone else doing the shopping and the prepping and you could do the shopping online if you want to, well, that adds a degree of simplicity, right? So now you've got someone shopping online from anywhere in the world, delivering it to an address in the U S mm-hmm. where they're tasked with put it in a box, slap a label on it, send it into Amazon who gets paid. You do when the product sells, right? So the whole system can be set up and automated using people who you never see or meet. How much capital do you need to start out like in, in this type of uh, model that you're talking about or, or a replens model. How much, like if someone's starting out, how much cash do they need to get in? Yeah. I mean, the, the price of your basic education and the basic tools you're going to need, plus getting a handful of inventory. We have plenty of success stories that started for less than $500. Oh, wow. Numerous, okay. numerous success stories started with $500 because typically it, the story looks something like, you know, they sold a few things laying around the house, a couple unopened Christmas gifts, perhaps to learn the process. So zero inventory cost. Like I said, our, our Amazon course, it's a monthly fee, $29 a month, gets you everything day one. You can keep it as long as you want. Kind of like Netflix, go in, get some new stuff when you want it. It's there when you need it. So $29 there, a few dollars for software. You need a repricer later. <laughs> you know, and I know you own a repricing company. You work for a repricing company. So You'd say, yeah, you need a repricer, but not day one. You know, those tools that you add on, that comes later. Once you're hitting several thousand dollars a month, you know, you can start to add some systems and make your life easier. But when you're learning the process, ramping up, it really is. Well, I have people come to me all the time and they say, okay, Jim, I've only got $30,000 to launch a business. Is that enough? I'm like, here's what you need to do. Keep 29,000 of it in the bank <laughs> and go through <laughs> the simple system and do the work. A lot of people, they want to write a bigger check than that and automate it. Like, this isn't really that. That's more private label. Go roll the dice with private label if that's the game you want to play. But from my experience, if you're brand new to Amazon and you try to play the private label game, there's about a 90% chance that it's not going to go as the way you were thinking. It's not going to go well. You've got to have some business experience. You've got to have some experience selling physical products online. That's where we start people out with the low-hanging fruit, the replans. They really learn the ropes of the reality of dealing with Amazon and the challenges and the struggles that you're going to face. Now you're ready to slowly so, and organically merge into private so, label. So with $500, uh, you can start your replans business and then you, um, you pay for some of the tools, um, and for example, some of the courses that 
Jim offers. So what are some of the tools that you use yourself for your business? Yeah, the, the, the basic bottom line tools that we use right now are Keepa. And okay. it's hard to talk me off of that. Although there's some other tools that kind of play in that same arena. Keepa is really good because they're priced. I mean, it's like 20 bucks a month or something. It's crazy. And, and they show you so much information and data. Uh, then RevSeller helps us make rapid decisions about is this product profitable or not. So Keepa helps us decide, is it selling quickly? RevSeller helps me decide, uh, is this profitable or not? And then tools like a repricer. We use Inventory Lab to manage our business, to help us prep our products to send them in. And I know you guys cooperate and sync up very well. Be Cool syncs up very well with Inventory Lab as well. And But then Be Cool is our repricer right now as well. That's what we're using. And my mom's actually, she and I had a call today going back and forth, making some strategy changes, deciding where we are in the five-tier structure of AI. You know, But we love the tool. We love how robust it is. And we're excited about where it's taking us already. And, you know, the first several weeks that we've been playing with it, we've seen some great results. So, you know, that's the basic tool belt that I'm wearing right now. You know, there's some other things in play. I've, I've done some spreadsheet work for our team that helps smooth out the shopping process, for example, and things I hope to share with the world soon. We're still kind of dialing it in, but, you know, just imagine having eight shoppers out hitting a shopping list. How do you keep people from buying the same stuff? You know, like we don't want to come back with five times more than we needed of something. So you know, shared spreadsheets or your friend. And we've really got a pretty good system dialed in there, but you know, those are free tools and that's, that's stuff you can figure out as you grow uh, that we've had a lot of fun kind of diving into, but yeah, that, that's the basic toolkit that, you know, a, a lot of sellers in our community use different tools. They have different strategies that they like, but the main thing is you've got to build a system that frees up your time and right, automates right. It, it. Having the right set of tools does that, but you don't need to start there when you first start. I Keepa and some training and, and that's some it. training. Yeah, definitely using Keepa. You can see the historic prices. Uh, also, there's new competitors coming in um, mm -hmm. and then seeing if the product is profitable for you as well. I'm curious though, why did you start using Bequel as a repricer? What went into that decision? You know, a, a lot of this, the position I'm in is, you know, we've got thousands of sellers in our community and you hear people's preferences and like, Hey, I just swear by these guys. These guys are awesome. Or those guys are terrible. And you, you learn to take it with a grain of salt when they say they're terrible and you learn to pay attention when enough people start saying they like it. And I've just heard many, many good things about you guys. Everyone has their preference. I mean, we've got a coaching team of uh, over 30 people, about 35 coaches, I think right now. And if you did a survey, you're going to see a lot of be cool on there. You're going to see some of the other guys on there too. But the story that I heard floating with be cool and the team you guys have, and the amount of time that you've been doing it. You know, just as a rule of thumb, for example, if I'm in a new town and I suddenly get a toothache and I say, they say, hey, there's two dentists you could go to. One of them's been doing it a couple of years and he's a great guy, great personality. The other guy's been doing it, you know, 35 years. And they're both open right now, about the same price. You know, where are you going to go? You know, I want to go to the guy that's been doing it a while. You know, the guy that's, you look at his reputation and no one really has anything bad to say, that means he must be pretty decent or he's got to, you know, even if their reputations are equal, time means something. And you guys have been doing this a long time and that means something. I'd like to think that means something when people take a look at me. Does it mean I'm perfect? No, but I've taken the lumps, taken the beatings and the bruises. I've made the mistakes. I've seen how things can go wrong. And I've had a lot of victories along the way too. I'm still standing. All the people that were doing this with me even five years ago have vanished, let alone 10 and 20 years ago. Like they've all moved on. And here we are still using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. And I'm the old man in the business now. So that, I'd like to think that means something. And with Be Cool, you guys have been around long, as long or longer than anybody else that I can find doing what you do. Um, and it's a very robust tool. And you guys, your support has been phenomenal too, by the way. So yeah, those are, those are factors that went into it because I know tools and software can be improved and tweaked and changed over time. But you look at someone who's been doing the same thing over a long period of time, that's a safe bet. You're absolutely right, Jim. And that's just like what you said, your courses. You've been doing this for 17 years. You have a 10th edition of your best-selling book. So, yeah. I mean, you're doing it over and over again. You have more than 400 podcasts as well in this subject. You're the expert in this subject matter. So you definitely want to find um, somebody who's been doing it over and over again, who has proven success, uh, such as the proven Amazon course and many of the other courses that Jim offers. Jim, is there anything else that you would like to tell our audience? Well, you know, I just like to encourage 
Entrepreneurs, I believe, are some of the most incredible people on the planet. You know, a, fr a friend of mine, a mentor of mine, once did a study and he looked at several different categories of professionals, if you will. You know, people who are uh, different categories. Like he looked at um, medical workers as a category, he looked at business owners as a category, he looked at lawyers and doctors uh, and clergy, pastors, right? Imams, that sort of thing. And the study he did was, who is the most likely to create, to uh, commit a serious crime in their lifetime of those categories? And which category is least likely to create a serious crime in their lifetime? And would you believe that the small business owners, the entrepreneurs, we came out on tops by a long shot as far as just being the most honest, helpful, caring. And if you think about it, we have to be because what we do is we serve others well. That's the only way we thrive and succeed. There's no backup plan as a business owner. If you don't thrive and succeed, it's off to find someone, a job with someone who is thriving and succeeding, right? So we've got to serve well. So be encouraged and meet up with other business owners. We see the world through a different lens that some people just don't understand. We're the people actually holding up the weight. You know, in the United States, I think the statistic is something like 70% of all commerce and economic activity comes through small businesses. That's incredible, right? So we are the economy, but you need that camaraderie. Be proud of what you do. Know that you are a positive force in the culture. Don't let our culture tell you you're one of the bad guys because you're making money. No, if you weren't making money, creating jobs and providing services, the economy falls flat. I mean, like we're in breadline starving. That's how cultures collapse. So what you're doing is significant. It's important. Find other people that you can lean on who are also business owners, meet with them form a mastermind, encourage each other. You're going to be misunderstood on this journey, but there's a lot of us here who see you as not as the bad guy of the story. We see you as the hero of the story. So stick with it, build something awesome, blow everyone's expectations out of the water, including your own and keep plowing forward, growing, learning constantly as you go. And uh, God bless you. I, that's my message to entrepreneurs. If you're building a business, providing a service that people want, man, God bless you. You're doing God's work. I see my business as a ministry. It's an opportunity for relationships and ministry. And hopefully uh, everyone sees that that as well, chance to serve. Jim, you're right. Like uh, the entrepreneurs, the small business owners, they're the backbone of the economy. Uh, they're, they're job creators. They're helping people. I know um, you've invited one of the rabbis. You were talking about clergy, right? Like uh uh, Daniel Lapin, uh, in his key, Lapin, he was a yeah. keynote. L-A-P-I-N, Daniel Lapin, my favorite living yeah. author. Yeah. yeah what, why, can you tell us the audience, like, why do you love him so much? Like, why is he your favorite yeah. speaker? Man, you know, if we'd have the entire session dedicated to this topic, <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to get me shut up. So I'm going to keep it as brief as I can, because th this is powerful, regardless of your world belief system. Now th that that's irrelevant. It, and if you can listen to what I'm about to say with honest ears, it's hard to disagree with. What I'm about to say. The most business helpful book, the best business book of all time is the Bible itself. And I believe I could argue that point and, and drive it home, regardless again of your worldview. The Bible says twice as much about money and business as it does love and prayer combined. It's a book of business advice. The Hebrew culture itself is built on business success. They invented the concept of banking. They invented so many of the technologies we enjoy. This little tiny dot of sand this people group that represents like 0.01% of the world's population have created so much incredible wealth for the rest of us. And they get a bad rap sometimes, but set that aside. What's your explanation for why they've succeeded so abundantly above and beyond per capita any other people group in world history? What is it? Well, once you throw out all the racist explanations, you're left with only one possibility. They must be using a rule book that's different from the rest of us. And they are. They're using the biblical principles to work business and money and understand the world of finance. So you start to dive into that again, regardless of your worldview. And it's not so much my friend, Daniel Lappin, you know, he, he would even tell you himself. He's like, I just want to be a clean glass of window. So you can see into the stuff that we've known for thousands of years. There's nothing new in what he says, but it's pulling out very specific concepts from the Bible. And you can apply them to your life and to your business. Again, regardless of worldview, and I keep emphasizing that because I've had Muslims come up to me. I've had atheists come up to me and say, wow, that's powerful. I'm using it. It works. Your worldview doesn't matter. It's concepts like you need to be more eloquent. Leadership skills matter in business. 
That means you're going to have to talk more. That means you're going to need to be proud of what you do. Carry your name proudly. When people say, what do you do? Don't say, I fool around on the internet, make a little money sometimes. No, be very proud and say what you do. That comes from the Hebrew tradition. Their last names typically were the job they did. Silverstein, Goldsmith, Wasserman was the guy who brought water, right? Like, Be proud of what you do. Carry it around as a badge of honor. I sell online. I teach companies how to sell online, right? So word spreads. Those little concepts like that, they're very practical and there's hundreds of them that can dramatically shift the course of your business if applied, even over a very short period of time. So that's why I'm so passionate about it is because I saw it change the way I do business and I've seen it change the way hundreds of others or thousands of others people in our community do business, regardless of worldview and belief system, the practical concepts simply work. That's fantastic, Jim. I think our audience, you know, they could do a little bit more research about this and then definitely go and take Jim's courses. Equal will give you um, a special offer, which you will find on our page, www.bequal.com slash silent gym, www. That's www.bequal.com slash silent gym uh, to find out some more deals about Jim's courses. And uh, definitely start out with this uh, proven Amazon course and you move on to the replants. And that's going to really help your business. So thanks for your time, Jim. Uh, we look yeah, forward to Just to, to clarify one thing, the proven yeah. Amazon course has all of that in there. There's only one course I sell for Amazon. Proven okay. Amazon course. It's all in there. Yep, that's right. And, and it's our honor to, to save your listeners a, a serious chunk. It's actually an offer we haven't made. It, it's been years if we've ever made it before at all. I'd have to check. But we're knocking 100 bucks off the price, and it's already ridiculously low. So, hey, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you, man. I really appreciate it. It is. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you again, Jim. Yeah, thanks for your time and giving all this nuggets of truth uh, and this value to our audience. And uh, hey, we'll see you on the next pleasure. one. Thank God you. Bless. We hope you're as inspired as we are by Jim's sharing. Just as Jim said, let's stop worrying about the opportunity and focus on building our system. Use the right tools such as BeQuil Repricer to help you to be more efficient. Find yourself a supportive community to join and keep learning and growing to the top. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast for more Amazon knowledge and inspirational interviews from Amazon top sellers. We're Be Cool. We keep innovating to help you stay cool with your Amazon business. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to stay connected with our weekly new episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, or any other streaming platform you prefer. Let's continue our journey to become the next Amazon top seller.